Hello and welcome to the Spirit Talk podcast, where we'll talk all things spiritual. I'm your host and the creator of the podcast, Brandy Bolton. Join me at looking at spirituality from many different angles. There will be no stone left unturned. From science and spirit to topics that some may call woo-woo, I will also discuss my own experiences as a developing psychic and medium. This podcast is for all the seekers out there, and I sincerely hope you enjoy. Hello, Spirit Talkers. Thank you so much for joining me. Brandy Bolton here. This is Spirit Talk. I'm so excited to be here. What a month. I feel like I need to sing that Adele song. Hello from the other side. You know that one? Because we are on the other side. We are on the other side of that August energy. I feel like I did talk about it a little bit in a few episodes that this month would be magical and it surpassed my expectations. Boy, was it. It was something. I was riding that wave of beautiful energy and it really does feel like the whole collective has leveled up. Kind of like timeline jumped, so to speak, collectively. It's a huge deal, really, I think. One of the major benefits of big shift in the consciousness is the dark arts, the dark energy, the nefarious doings, the people who are attached to that darkness. That has less place to hide. It has less shadow to work with as we level up collectively. And those agendas, people are more hip to it now. They see the dark arts for what they are more and more as we as we level up that is what's happening and it is beautiful we certainly are purging density from the energetic fields and does it ever feel magic of course when i say it was a really beautiful and magical energy it it doesn't mean that there wasn't tragedy or low vibe actions i'm speaking very much globally when i'm talking about the collective consciousness from a very zoomed out perspective. And so very generally speaking, August was incredible. And I rode that wave right into September. The first few days of September was the same vibe. It has shifted, not for better or for worse, but it has shifted. We are, of course, getting into a little bit more of a structured vibe with a little bit more discipline. And that's good. We need it. I do. (laughs) My kids are in their first full day of school today. And yeah, it definitely feels like a different vibe for me in my household today as my children are not in the house. And we are into a new collective energy. And maybe I'll read into that in a quick episode next. We'll see. Um, What are some signs that you're in that magical soup? Well, for me, this this past few weeks, it really has been coming through with angel numbers. I'm seeing them everywhere. I wonder if you are too. Reach out, let me know, send me a message or go on the Facebook group, A Soul Tribe. I'm using the term angel numbers because it's what people seem to use most when referring to those special numbers the universe uses to communicate with us. And I got them left, right, high, low, day in, day out. And for that, I am so grateful. It is one of those little things that makes you feel the magic and feel connected and know that you aren't alone and you are supported by a spirit team, hopefully a community of people and all that. So I wonder what ways that you felt connected this month. Let me know. 
And that can show up in any way. Like one of my angel numbers even is 1123. And that's like very personal. So people can have 1013, 919. And it doesn't just have to be 222555 or whatever. Uh, 1123 is my dearly departed cousin's birthday. And she brings me that number. And she works in conjunction with the universe now to bring me that number as well. It's a beautiful thing. So I wonder if you get your loved one's birthdays in spirit. Please tell me that too. Sound off on the Facebook group. I'm loving this little community we are a part of. If you don't have a community of people in real life where you can connect in in the physical world, I encourage you to curate that for yourself. But also here we are making this little tribe and reaching out to one another and I'm in love with that and I do have stories today from you all to support this podcast episode. I must say while I was enjoying life to its fullest and living a full abundant life outside camping and uh, trekking in the woods and fishing with my two boys and my husband it was really really a summer to remember especially the last three weeks or so. So I did have a little bit of time away from the podcast, yet I feel more connected than ever. I received so many beautiful messages lately and they touch my heart. They actually touch my heart. I can feel my heart flutter when I read these messages and my true connector energy of Life Path 11, I am a Life Path 11, has really shone through and been evident to me through these notes from people thanking me for the podcast because they have now been working with a guest I've had on or I've introduced them to a concept that they're mulling over or inspired them to do something that connected them with their guide, any number of different things and an example a few days ago I got a message thanking me for having on Kate Flick because this person sorry I don't have your name I don't have it right in front of me they started working with Kate as a mentor god I love that us 11s if you are an 11 you might be able to relate to this we really are connectors like no other connecting people to people people to information and I'm really filled with joy knowing I played a small part in connecting the right people together. There is that old saying of when the student is ready, the teacher appears. And for that connection to be made between the listener and a guest on Spirit Talk, in that case, Kate, that's incredible. And I feel a, a sense of pride. And it is an example of the ripple effect. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love this little community we're building together. Oh, I could cry. Okay, let's talk animals, animal communication. Now, there are many ways to look at animal communication, from spirit animals to animal messengers, totem animals, signs from departed loved ones, and surely there's more. There really is a lot to this. You know, those who might say that animal communication is ridiculous and childlike and unscientific, those really aren't our people anyway, (laughs) by the way, are they? I'm sure we've all had a few in our lives though. And to them, I say, we all have an energetic field and communicate via that energy, period. 
telepathy with our own living animals is is quite possible and achievable through thought and that's not even with departed animal or a totem animal or anything we can communicate in so many different ways that's the whole point animals they tend to know that better than us humans <laughs> but there are of course deep traditions within many cultures to do with animal spirits Top of mind comes North American indigenous people with their beliefs in totem animals, but it's not limited to them. Chinese, Greek, Buddhists, Aztec, Egyptians, the list goes on, have had spiritual traditions and beliefs regarding animals. So we don't need to cater to the critics on this one. We can get real woo and just go with it and enjoy knowing that we are all connected. And today I'm not going to get into the semantics too much about the differences of, of these types of animal communication, but I'll kind of talk about it in very general terms and not dwell too much on the philosophy of different concepts. My main goal of this episode is to express that animals can be the most incredible conduit between us and the spirit world. Of course, we don't need a conduit because we are spirit. In fact, we are spirit in an animal body. When you really think about it, a human being is an animal. And we don't need that conduit, the animal communication. Just like we don't need a psychic medium to let us know that our loved ones are there. We don't need an animal conduit either. But boy, can it help. It can help us tap into the feeling of oneness and connection. It can help us to feel supported by the animal world, the spirit world. And it can help us to know that our loved ones are around us, even once they've passed away. And I have a story to support that, so stay tuned. It really is a little miracle when a person is feeling kind of stuck or if they are low in a moment and they have an open enough heart to receive the insights from animal spirit. It's pure magic. I myself have that connection through hawks. It is my spirit guide who sends me these hawks. That is my belief. And I encourage you to tap into your own individual feelings of what your animal communication is all about. It's pretty easy to go online and look up meanings and whatnot, and that's totally fine. Just know that there is so much nuance to it. When I first noticed the patterns of the hawks showing up in my life, and I didn't really know what to think about what is this, I can pretty much guarantee that I looked it up. I don't remember what it said. Um, probably something like view things from a, a higher perspective, trying not to get lost in the details. Probably says things like that. Probably says something about intuition as well. And that certainly helped. But also, I really like to look into my heart and what I was thinking at the time that the hawk showed up. Mostly for me, it is my guide saying, hey, I've got you, I'm here, don't forget, you're supported, you're loved, you're, you're not alone. And sometimes it might have other nuanced meanings. So just know that you do have the answers within you and you can receive the answers from the animal itself. And how cool is that? 
when I was first doing readings, now when you have an intuitive gift, you really need to practice. You just do. It's a key part in getting to know your own gifts, exploring them, and ultimately expanding on them. And early on in my readings, I was asked by a sitter about a pet dog. <laughs> I thought, I don't even know if I can read animals. Like, I had no idea. And I thought it would be much different than reading humans in spirit. So with a very open mind, as I do try to have when I'm doing readings, after all, I still even call them practice. I asked this dog to come through and the communication was clearer than I had ever experienced. No word of a lie. This little white dog took me from their home onto their back deck into their yard, showed me the view from their backyard and it was incredible. I got the personality of the dog. I got that there was another dog. This dog could just communicate like so well. I thought, holy Dinah, I did not expect that. And of course that opened the floodgates and every reading I did after for a little while anyway, had an animal of some kind. And if the person didn't have pets, I did pick up on an animal messenger, like a spirit animal type of uh, situation. And oftentimes that was metaphoric. So the animal spirit had some kind of message to give to the, the sitter who was really receptive to that message. And so it can be quite amazing to communicate with these guys. And I, I really, really did not expect that. Often they can be more clear than human communicators or um, spirits who have passed who were human. They come with so much less baggage, so I guess that makes sense. And since bringing through that very first animal I ever did, which was a little dog, I have brought through horses, birds, cats. I think there was another animal, but I can't remember what it was. It was an obscure one, like... um. A snake, I think. And some people's animals can be their most important relationship in their life. I was doing a reading, let's say at the beginning of summer, and 80% of the reading was on the woman's cat. You know, I had no idea that's how that reading was going to go. And I kind of kept trying to move on to something else. Okay, surely we've heard enough from this cat and this woman probably wants to hear about other things. But nope, nope, the cat was staying and the woman was more than happy to have her whole reading taken up by this cat because, I mean, it wasn't like for her, like it was taking up time. It was a real connection to her sweet cat that she absolutely loved who she was still heartbroken over their passing. And so, yeah, all kinds of ways animals can come through. And I'm really, really happy that animals come through to me now. I don't really think that it is separate or different for people. If they are a medium, they can pick up animals. Some people may prefer to work with animals and spirit. I like a combination. It's pretty amazing. Okay, let's get into some stories. I picked three from the Facebook group, Spirit Talk Soul Tribe, and all three kind of represent a different way of communicating with animals. One is a departed pet, one is a, a spirit animal, and one is a message from a departed loved one in spirit. So kind of cool that we have a variety here. 
first, a story from me and a reading that I did. I don't even know where to start with this. I want to be careful of privacy here. But I was doing a reading and normally I do ask if there is anything specific a person wants out of a reading. If they want mediumship, if they want energetic healing or psychic work or what, what. And a lot of times they will say whatever comes up is okay. I'll go with the flow, which is the case with this reading. She indicated she just wants to see what comes up. Uh, As the reading went on, it was a bit of a struggle. And I realized she did have kind of an energetic barrier, a guard up. Her heart was still kind of too tender with grief. Now I know that looking back. And it turns out she very likely did want something specific, quite specific, a a person in spirit who she wanted to come through happened to be her husband who had passed. She didn't indicate that, which is fine. But the first part of the reading, he wasn't coming through a number of different reasons, the nature of how he passed and her grief. So there were kind of two guards, so to speak. The husband who was in spirit did not want to ruffle feathers, cause pain in any kind of way. He was a little bit trepidatious about how to approach this. And because his wife, his living wife, had a bit of a guard to my... (laughs) for lack of a better word, penetrating her energy. (laughs) Because she had that guard, he was kind of at an arm's length. So I wasn't picking him up. We were about halfway through. I knew, and it became more and more apparent as the reading went on, she needs something. She needs something specific here. What is this? And I I may have even verbalized out loud, what is this? What, What is this? Then... I got my energy pulled down to the floor of her home and I went with it, but I was confused, very confused. (laughs) What is happening here? And I was pulled down to the floor and I realized, oh, it's a dog. And I asked her, do you have a pet dog? Yes. And the dog started to work with me psychically because he he was a living dog. And he worked with my energy to connect the husband in spirit and the wife. The dog knew exactly what was going on here. He knew I was reading his mama, his human, and, and he wanted to help. So he showed me her husband in spirit and he connected that energy to me where then I was the true medium in the sense where I was in the middle connected that energy to the sitter, the wife. And it only worked because of that dog and that dog was a pet of the departed husband as well. The dog knew both of them very well. And he made sure that that we didn't leave that reading without connecting the husband and wife. And the rest of the reading, we were able to get to 
that husband and his energy. And that was only made possible because of their pet dog. And I was down on the floor with him. My energy was down on the floor with the dog until I made the connection and received confirmation from the sitter, oh, your husband, your partner is in spirit. And once I did make the connection and she dropped her shield a little bit to allow me in, the dog let go of my energy and I was a, and I floated back up <laughs> away from the ground. Um, that's the best kind of way that I ex can explain that right now. Uh, it's still quite fresh. It only happened in about June of this year. And it really touched me, that reading, and I learned a lot from it. And I thank you to that pet dog for making that connection. Thank you. Whew. Okay, here's another story from the Facebook group. It is Brenda who says, you can share my story about Hobo. Okay, <laughs> so that is my childhood dog and Brenda is my mom. And we had Hobo for years and years and years and he was such a good dog. I was out of the house already and, and she still had Hobo. So Hobo was 15 years old, very long in the tooth, getting too old to live. His quality of life went downhill enough where it was time to put him down. So my mom had a veterinarian come to the home and put him down and euthanize him. And it was, um, as far as I know, pretty peaceful. And Hobo did have a very, very good life and full life. And, you know, my mom was certainly mourning. I certainly was sad about it. But it wasn't a tragic death or anything like that. And he, he had it good. So a day or two later, my mom and her husband were walking through a park that Hobo had walked through many, 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 many times. And as they were walking on the trail, a mother and son came in the opposite direction toward them and pointed down exactly where Hobo would have been by my mom's side and said, look, mommy, the little kid said, look, mommy, it's, it's a doggy. Can I pet the doggy? The, the child pointed right where Hobo would have been. And in that moment, my mom knew, oh, the kid sees Hobo. And she got a sense of Hobo's presence. And it's something as simple yet magical as that for us to get that feeling of connection and get the message, okay, Hobo is on the other side. He's made it. He is okay. He is in spirit. <laughs> uh, here's another story from Mike on Spirit Talk. I had just moved back to Massachusetts from North Carolina after eight miserable months. I was doing the dishes one day and looked out the window and this hawk was perched on my car, stretching its feathers out and peering up at me. This didn't mean much to me other than it's seeming odd at the time until I started waking up. The day I surrendered to the universe, I decided to meditate on a large rock overlooking a pond. Just as I closed my eyes, I was startled by a splash. 
It was a hawk pulling something out of the water. I asked a medium about it, wondering if this hawk could be a spirit animal. She said it was a friend of mine who'd crossed years ago, Sudip. This is the same friend whose visitation dream spawned my awakening and also helped me realize I have mediumship abilities. I'm not sure if this is considered a spirit animal, but I know I have a connection. Ugh, I love that so much, Mike. Thank you so much for sharing that. Shout out to Sudip in spirit and to the hawk that is being sent to you. I believe this is a, uh, like a spirit messenger from your loved one, your friend. Thank you so much for sharing that. And to those who want to see the photo, you can go on Spirit Talk group. Uh, the, the link will be in the show notes for that. Here is another story from Melissa. And this is kind of an example of a spirit animal or a spirit totem. I was extremely ill in my late teenage years into my early 20s. Didn't have any answers for years and wasn't believed. Ugh, yikes, I hate that. I struggled so deeply in every single way, but it turned out to be the biggest blessing in disguise and paved the way to who I am now. Throughout that time, I was led to my spiritual awakening and came to know my guides. I learned that the rabbit is one of my spirit animals and a short time later had the coolest experience. I had just left one of my endless medical appointments and was sitting in our family car outside the medical building next to the hospital, having a complete breakdown. I felt completely hopeless. I felt like giving up. Even though it was a fairly busy parking lot and the car was on at the time, the sweetest wild bunny hopped along until it was sitting just in front of the car, getting my attention and wouldn't move. The bunny made such intense eye contact and stared at me so lovingly for so long and I suddenly had an overwhelming wave of love and calmness wash over me. It felt like the bunny was communicating not to give up and that there will be answers and that everything would work itself out. It was a sudden knowing and sense of hope. Not long after, I started to get answers and learned I have multiple autoimmune disorders, one of them being extremely complex and rare and ultimately incurable as a result. Despite that, at some point, things became manageable and I ended up going into remission unexplainably Wow! and went on to work in the medical field. I was encouraged to drop out of nursing school by many due to medical situations at the time, but... That wasn't an option for me. This is my path. So grateful that amazing communication, guidance, and connection with my spirit animal guide. Thank you so much, Melissa, for sharing that. It is greatly appreciated. I'm sure spirit talkers will love to hear those stories. And I love the theme of sharing stories on spirit talk from you all. So please continue to share and I might just share yours on the podcast. That's it for spirit animals today or animal communication. Uh, I know I'm leaving a lot on the table. There might just have to be a part two to this episode. It was a pleasure to do this episode and it really hit me in the feels. I hope you enjoyed it. And until we meet again, friends. 